0: Welcome to Satisfy, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. My name is Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church. I'm oh, just trying man. to be like you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that like you know, like, you know uh, sportscast voice like you, but anyway.
1: Well, you know, I actually I'm, I'm thinking about changing up my my introduction. Oh, do
0: it. You, you guys still do yours? Uh,
1: no, nah, well, not today. I'm gonna I'm, I'll stick with it today, what I normally do, but. But be prepared for what's coming in the future. All right. I just want you to know there's something else coming. And I'm Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. Oh man, go
0: Ducks! Uh, sounds good, bud. Hey, how <laughs> you doing today?
1: Um, I'm awake. Was I, I was, was I supposed to lie? Um. <laughs> It probably wouldn't be good to lie. No, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm still drinking my coffee. I'm still waking up. God is good. Jesus is on his throne. Like there's never a day not to be good in that sense. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Um, it's uh, I'm thankful in, in the same breath. I'm thankful. I'm exhausted from good things, from just rustling through good things with, with men and people in our church. And um, good things are hard often. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I feel is going on. We're just, we're wrestling through some things, uh, and, but we're doing it together uh, and, and the same, uh, with unity at the end of it, that's, that's our aim and that's our goal. And so, um, man, uh, I'm so thankful, uh, for the church body God has given me, um, and the men and women he's put beside us. So yeah. How about you? How are you doing?
0: No, I, I share the same. I'm a little tired today. I told you, man, I, four and a half hours of sleep last night. And that hardly am, ever man. happens. Uh, so I definitely feel like kind of dragging. Um, but yeah, and, and I like how you you bring it back to look, God is on his throne. And, and I think that's always something we need to remember yeah. is, is no matter what is happening, there are things to celebrate. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're wrestling with things within the church as well you know, talking about how do we love one another? How do we, how are we eager as Paul says in Philippians in Ephesians to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And, yeah. you know, that's easy to say really hard to live out at times, especially kind of in the, in the newness of our culture right now with all the, the things that have been happening, uh, whether it's COVID politics, racism, uh, masking, non-masking, like, it's just hard. Uh, just trying to yeah. pray on how do we have yeah. wisdom and how do we lead well. Um, yeah, I was telling you, I, you know, I sent out a, an email this last week, and th- the email was, you know, just th- kind of outlining how we're going to go forward, and, my, several times in the email it was just, hey, but let's make sure we maintain unity. Let's make sure nothing divides the gospel. And then later I get an email in response, and it's and it's well, I think they thought maybe the maintaining the unity was more optional, and they just they just disagreed with some, some <laughs> things, which is fine if we disagree. But uh, it was just a reminder that man, it is it's easy to talk about, but it's it's something we really do have to battle. We have to guard. Yeah. We have to fight. Yeah. We have to be zealous for. Um, in fact, really, like we're in the Beatitudes, and it's really doing what, what we're going to be looking at today. I'm yeah. actually really excited about these. We're looking at four Beatitudes today. We're in Matthew chapter five. We're making our way through the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount basically just describes the Christian life. And you know, as I was looking at these, uh, you know, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know yeah. that's like a perfect description of Jesus. He's meek. and yeah. you know, he hungered yeah. and thirsted for righteousness. So, you know, yeah. like this. I think I was just reminded as Jesus gives these commands. He's really just calling us to, to live like him, and this yeah. is what his spirit is doing in us. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited about them. They're good. You want it? You want to kick us off on? You want? What, what do you want to do? Walk through them one at a time, kind of?
1: <sighs> yeah, let's. I would just continue to walk through them and uh, I mean, just start with the whole word. With the word meek. I mean, we talked about maybe maybe remind us what it is to be blessed, the, the blessedness of it. Um, and then, and then dive into this idea of being meek, describing it, uh, because I think it's, it's a word. In fact, it, when we get there, um, it, it's, a, it's a word that we don't have a one-to-one translation, actually, for, for the Greek word to our, our English word. That's, that's what I'm reading in uh, the Vines Dictionary. Um, that that even meekness, meekness is probably the best thing we can say to describe it. Um, but that that doesn't mean we're weak. To being meek is not weak. Um, so what does it, what does it mean to be blessed?
0: Are oh, you like looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> looking <laughs> I thought you. you were about to answer your own question. You yeah. have to be blessed, well, you know, and I think it's a declaration, in one sense, of our King. To, to his disciples to those who follow him to those who who are poor in spirit who who mourn who are meek you know there is there's not only uh, jesus is, is calling us blessed but because of his calling us blessed and us knowing who we are there's a joy that we have within ourselves also uh, so i think we need to realize that yeah. that even though you know, we are we're exiles here on Earth. We're, we're going to be living on kind of the outside. And I think we're going to be seeing that more and more as as we make our way into 2021. And man, just the upcoming months and years, I, I, I'm curious what that's going to look like as a Christian. And so I, I, as we look at so many of these Beatitudes are so countercultural, you know, blessed are meek blessed are poor in spirit yeah you know blessed are the peacemakers i mean where do you see that in the business world where do you see that lived out in fact uh i have a quote from one of my books on it and and this is what bobby knight said you know famous basketball coach he said bobby knight um the, the basketball coach at indiana university said the meek may well inherit the earth but they don't get rebounds. <laughs> and, and, you know, like just that that idea, that meekness, or, or really any of these, you know, that that's not what's going to get you ahead in life. And yet yeah. Jesus says you're blessed. And for us as disciples to be called blessed by Jesus more than blessed mm. by the world, yeah. I think that is... Um, a constant state of mind and just pursuit that we need to keep reminding ourselves. I think when we gather in the church or, or when we podcast, we always need to remind ourselves, man, as Christians, as believers in Jesus, we're blessed.
1: Well, and, and that blessedness is in the kingdom. Yeah. Right. This is this, this whole, uh, section is revealing what kingdom citizens look like. Um, from from being poor in spirit to, to 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 being those who mourn over their sin, uh, to being to being meek, um, and and it, it is. I mean, I would I would echo what you would say. Uh, in in the world's mind, the way you get the way you inherit the earth, the person who's on top of the world is the person who doesn't let anything get in their way yeah. to getting what they want. It's the it's the person who. Who's who's willing to step on people? Uh, who's willing to push people aside uh, to be ag- aggressive towards that which is their goal? Yeah. And and here, <laughs> it, just this countercultural message of being meek of and and we'll, we'll, let's dive in. We'll dive into that in just a second. But that's the means by which. The people of the kingdom of God inherit the earth, and that will be a physical earth. Yeah. Right now, it is a spiritual kingdom, but that spiritual kingdom will come, and will and as Jesus sets his rule and reign on the earth in his return, which which we believe, um, that is, if you're a Christian, that is what you look forward to. You're not a Christian just for this life. Yeah. You're not a Christian. Yeah. Go ahead. Because, well, and I've heard it said, well, if 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 Jesus isn't the Son of God, if, if this really is a hoax, well, then I lived well. And and there is blessedness to the Christian life and how we live and love and forgive and so forth. But Paul says we're going to be pitied above all people if that's the case. If, if there is no resurrection, then we're to be pitied. Um, and, and some of it may be because how we're called to live is, is such is this radical life of of sacrifice. It's for a kingdom that people don't see. Uh, We're not pushing people over to get what we want. We're actually, we're trusting We're we are meek and we are trusting God to fill all our uh, provisions, all uh, all our needs to provide all our needs. Um, We're gentle. Uh, It's, it's an upside down worldview. This, this kingdom of heaven that we're called to live for is an upside down worldview uh, to the world around us.
0: Let me just add one thing to that is, and I like it cause you're, you're like hitting on it. It's we're blessed um, now, but there's also yes. a future reality to all these blessings where there's a greater fulfillment of them, where we're longing and looking forward to what comes in the future. And like what you're talking about, the, the spiritual reality now um well, as we, you know, go towards the return of Christ, we'll be that physical reality that we will dwell with him for all of eternity. And so yeah. there's that there's that now, but also future with all these blessings. Well, let's jump in. Um, blessed are the meek. Uh, and, you know, you're kind of already hinting at, yeah, there's misconceptions. And D.A. Carson yeah. said this. Uh, D.A. Carson said, uh The common misconception of meekness is that it entails indolence, laziness, weakness of heart, a sort of mental and emotional flabbiness, perhaps a fear of expressing oneself forcefully, lack of aggression, a tendency to compromise when the truth is at stake. One would identify meekness with a docile, dependent personality. Actually, that was Sam Storms, I think, that said that, not D.A. Carson. But but, yeah, all this idea that, man, if you're meek, you're a pushover. You are nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading a you know, Vine's uh, dictionary, um, and I, I'm, I'm horrible with, with my Greek pronunciation. But the Greek word, uh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say so just it. Just the Greek, Greek word. I'll, I'll mess it up. The Greek word. Uh, Everybody knows the meaning. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, in its use in Scripture, in which it has a fuller, deeper significance than non-scriptural Greek writings, this word consists not in a person's outward behavior only nor yet in his relations to his fellow man as little in his mere natural disposition. Rather, it is an in, I love this part. Rather, it, it is an in grace of the soul and, it, and the exercises of it are first and chiefly towards God. Hmm. It is that temper of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good and therefore without disputing or resisting Good. It is close. It is closely linked with this other Greek word, um, humility, and it follows directly upon it. And and, you know, you, you were saying earlier and I'd, I'd actually pulled this verse up just to have it ready for us. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, you, and learn from me, for I am gentle. And that that is the meek. That word is meek. Uh, and lowly of heart. It's that, uh, preos or it's that same, that, that, that Greek word that I wasn't going to say. <laughs> uh, and, and here's the promise. And you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, it's, it's not a, it's not weakness. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually strength in faith. It's actually strength in conviction. It's strength in grace. Um, it's, it's strength to serve. Um, yeah, again, I love this. It's an in-rot grace of the soul. Oh, that, that's a pretty cool, like, phrase right there. I like that. Yeah.
0: What, how do you... In-rot? Like, I-N-R-O-T? I-N-W...
1: Oh, okay. W-R... Okay, I was trying... R-O-U-T-H-U-G-H-T. Yeah, sorry. in rot. Okay. I, I, I spell real good. I spell real good.
0: good. Um... Yeah I like that and I like how you said okay so so meekness isn't meekness isn't weakness it is a strength in fact I've always, um, I I don't know when I heard it a long time ago, but thinking of it as restrained or controlled strength, like a horse that is bridled, a horse is not weak. You take a powerful stallion, you put a bridle on, it can be controlled. And so all of that muscle, all of that energy of the horse is not spastic. It's not chaotic, but it's bridled. Um, and, uh, this is what Psalm 38 said. And I, and I thought this was really, really good for thinking through like a meek person. So this is th- Psalm 38, 12 and 13, talking about how a meek person, were not easily provoked. So thinking how we have this controlled, restrained strength. He said, those who seek my life lay snares for me. And those who seek to injure me have threatened destruction. And they devise treachery all day long. So th- that's, what, that's what the enemy is trying to do. And then this is his response. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear. And I, like a dumb man who does not open his mouth. And I am like a dumb man who does not open his mouth. Saying he has no need to respond. His his first and foremost desire is not how he protects himself, is not how he, you know, uh, keeps some type of outward appearance where he must constantly defend himself against accusations rather he knows who he is before God. And he's controlled in his strength. He doesn't lash out at those who accuse him. He doesn't lash out at those who, who try to hurt him. But rather, he's, he's soft and he's gentle. And I tell you, that takes so much more strength. I tell my, I tell my oldest son, um, you know, as he's getting bigger and stronger, and, um, and you know, when, when someone pushes him, What's the easiest thing to do back? It's to push back. The hard thing, the difficult thing, the thing that requires power and strength is not to push back. But how do you respond in love at that moment? And I think that's really where meekness is, is is the person who's controlled because because they're more concerned with the relationship with God. And they know who they are there. And therefore, they are not needing to defend or protect yeah. some idea of their honor.
1: Well, there's also the idea that it's vengeance is the Lord's, right? Yeah, The, that's the, good. the, the Lord will repay. And so you were at Psalm 38. Uh, I had up Psalm 37. Uh, and here, I, I believe it's David. He says, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Hmm. Okay, so here's here's uh, uh, kind of a similitude. It's very similar to um, this idea in Matthew 5. We'll keep reading. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. Verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. That's good. This, this theme, this idea of, of meekness, of trusting in God... Uh, is throughout the Old Testament it's throughout the Psalms of David um, and and it's it's not weakness I I as you know I'm I, I tend to be on the more um, expressive side of life uh, maybe, maybe even emotional in some ways uh, and and I try to tell my brothers it's not, weak to express emotion. Otherwise, David is one of the weakest men we know. Yeah. The giant slayer. The giant slayer. The king. The king after whom Jesus, right? Or should I say the king who, who represented Jesus, right? As a type of Christ. Um, as, as Jesus is the son of David. Um, and Jesus himself weeping over Jerusalem, weeping over uh, uh, his people who rejected him. Uh, being tender and mercy, uh, towards the lost sheep of Israel. Um, just as emotion and, and, um, tenderness is not weak. Meekness is not weak, but it actually takes more courage and strength to operate in meekness than it does in, you know, as you're teaching your son, um, vengeance. Totally. Totally. Um,
0: That's good. I like it. Um. So countercultural, there that it's not about me fighting and pushing and pressing against everyone, but it's about trusting in God. And yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I go back to Moses. You know, when he first rose up, he he killed the Egyptian. He's ready to lead the rebellion right then. Nobody followed. That wasn't God's time. So God goes, prepares his heart by sending him out into the wilderness for 40 years. And so, once he's, and and it's that forty years that then mm-hmm. he's been prepared to go. And, and what's crazy yeah. is in Numbers chapter seven, I think, uh, Moses is said to be the, the meekest man who has ever lived. And so, but it was yeah. that it was that wilderness time. It wasn't when he was in the throne room. It wasn't when he had everything. It was when God had had brought him into a situation where he had to learn to depend upon mm-hmm. Him. Then he was meek. Then yeah. he was ready to lead. And I just think that was such a good, that was a good picture for me, you know, about meekness is about restrained strength. It's not about me and my power leading a rebellion. It's about me following Jesus and trusting what he is yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go to the cool. next one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For yeah. They shall be satisfied. Yeah. You know, I, as I was thinking about this, so when I look at righteousness, you, you have it here, and then, and I think it's in verse uh, verse ten, and what, verse twenty. And righteousness in the Sermon on the Mount is really talking about our our righteous living out rightly, following the obedience of Christ, doing that which He calls us to do. And and the world is really about gray lines. Do, do you know what I mean? Like. It's about achieving its purposes, um, mm-hmm. no matter how they're obtained. And, and I would say there, there's really good just moral people, but they're, they're willing to flirt into gray areas to obtain the things that they want. And here, with this idea of hunger, and of course, the people who are listening to Jesus, many of them have mm-hmm. gone without food. They know what it is to hunger, which you mm-hmm. and I, most people don't understand and he's saying, "Do we hunger for yeah. righteousness, to do that which is right, like a starving child hungers for food?" And I, yeah. as I wrestle with that, man, I, I think, I think even in the church we wrestle with that. We struggle with. That. I think many Christians are very much okay with being malnourished. They're they're more interested in fitting in with social f- norms and fulfilling their, I'll just say, worldly desires than. Hungering for Christ and then obedience to Christ. I think that's a, that's a struggle.
1: That's, a, that's something we wrestle with. Um. Well, we're so we, we want the, the fast food theology, we, we want the, the candy bar, bumper sticker, uh, give me a nugget um, that can occupy me and make me feel good about myself for a little bit that tastes sweet. Um, but that hungering for actual righteousness in our life. Um, that's hard work yeah. because that, that takes actually God's discipline, uh, to, to achieve that. So, so do we hunger for that? Um, uh, Psalm 42, as the deer pants for flowing streams, so my, so, uh, pants, my soul for you, O God, my soul mm-hmm. thirst for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? That's good. My tears have been my food, my day and night. While well, they say to me all day long, "Where is your God?" These things I remember as I pour up my soul. How would I go? How I would go with the throng and lead the procession to the house of God. I mean, he he's talking about worshiping God with the people of God. Like that's a, so. We have to see this in context too of thirsting. How are we satisfied as a, as a people? Part of that satisfaction is worshiping with the people of God. Yeah. You know, and and this is, this is one of those things that, that our body has seen for certain as we've, you know, started gathering as we've been gathering since um, early August. Uh, man, just how good it is! Yeah, and how much we need it. Um, how how good it is to to worship together, to to feast together on the Word. To, um, yeah. It's good. And 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 we thirst for it. We hunger for it. And the
0: neat thing is is our hearts are satisfied. Like as, as we yeah. do that which Christ calls us. I think we always yeah. think of it like as a burden, like as a as this checklist that we have to do that's painful. Yeah. But Jesus yeah. is saying, Oh, when you hunger, when you thirst, when you look at the commands of Scripture and you live them out, your heart, your soul will be made well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Martin Lloyd, Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, and uh, man, this was, this was convicting. He said, I do not know of a better test than anyone can apply to himself or herself in this whole matter of the Christian profession than a verse like this. If this verse is to you one of the most blessed blessed statements of the whole scriptures, you can be quite certain you are a Christian. If it is not, then you had better examine the foundations again. And just looking at man is that my desire do I hunger do I thirst yeah. for this righteousness and you know there's times that that I, I think I do and there's times that I definitely feel that that pressure in fact I, I told you earlier this week I'm at Lowe's and I go, I go to Lowe's and I, I'm building a cabinet so I go buy some plywood the plywood is 45 bucks each the guy rung me up for the plywood right next to the one I was buying for $23 each. And and I said, you know, I, I don't think that's right. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, it's right. And the guy had just written down the SKU number, but he'd written down the wrong one. And, you know, I, 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 I remember sitting there going, well, I did tell him it wasn't right. And he told me it was right. I guess that's his fault. You know, like that's going through my head right then. And I'm going that's not right. That's not right. And then I go, he'll never know in my head. I'm having this whole conversation to myself. I'm like, <laughs> he'll never know if I buy this wood for, you know, altogether almost 40 something bucks cheaper. And I was sitting there going, but is that righteousness? Is that hungry? Is that thirsting? Is that wanting to see God? Yeah. And it was literally the sermon on the Mount, And I go, I love God more than I love 40 bucks. Yeah. I I, I want to do what he calls. And, and if no one else knows my savior knows, and I want yeah. to please him. Yeah. And, and I, there was that war tornness like going on in my soul at that mm-hmm. moment, just an over 40 bucks. Isn't that crazy? Like $40 mm-hmm. will make me wonder, Hmm, do I hunger and thirst for righteousness? Uh, and I, yeah, I think that's the battle we're in so often, yeah. you know, it's not, <laughs> It's not these big decisions a lot of times. It's will we obey Jesus? Each day, will I love my wife? Will I love my Will I be patient? Will I not raise my voice? Will I be will I ask forgiveness when I have sinned? Will I do the very things that I said I will do? Will I make excuses?
1: We won't. We won't obey Jesus in the big decisions if we're not obeying him in the small ones. That's good. Yeah. Like th- 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 those are our. It should be like a Bob Gaither quote. No, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the first one to say that. I'm sure I read it somewhere. But <laughs> it, it it's one of those things where that this is what God uses. Yeah. In in order to prepare us, to to discipline us, to train us, in order to be faithful when when we're thrown in the fire. Uh, when when the fire is much bigger, um, uh, and and really, what's going through your head right there is, man, forty bucks. What does that get me? Forty bucks is man. That's like two bags of of insomnia coffee, or it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a couple it's, bags of
0: pellets for my smoker.
1: It's there you go. It's a couple of bags of pellets, or, it's a, or of, man, it's a
0: piece of wood that will
1: burn. Yeah, yeah. or or it's a. Uh, it's shorts and and, and sh- a shirt for your kid because yeah. you know, basketball season's coming up or it's or, you know, so so what are you gonna be more satisfied in, right?
0: Uh, all those righteousness. things are gonna to be your place. He's gonna need new clothes, they're not gonna last.
1: Yeah. yeah. All that stuff will. Yep. Yeah. And and at that point, I mean what do you think and how do you gospelize this, right? At that point when when we're trying to find our satisfaction or we're trusting in the world for our satisfaction, what we're saying is no our satisfaction is is found in uh, the things of the earth. Um, we're n- now we've changed our utopia, or we change our new creation. Our u- new creation is a utopia that's here and now. Uh, it's it's not being in the presence of God. It's 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 His things. It's yeah. the things that we have here on earth. Um, Psalm sixty three, right? I mean, this is. Do you know of any podcasts that talk about being satisfied? No, there no. should totally okay. be a podcast called there, Satisfied. Though there should though. be, there should be. Uh, but I mean, this is the verse from which you know, as we were choosing uh, the name of, of this podcast, right? My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Okay, this is look at that with fat and rich food. i I love prime rib. Sorry to all those vegetarians out there, but what makes it good is that marbled. Um, tasty, juicy, <laughs> like, I mean, it is like it's savory. So my soul it w- will, will, will savor, savor you. Oh God. Uh, as with this, this rich food, my mouth will praise you with these joyful lips. Why? Because your love is better. Your steadfast love is better than life. It's better than anything that we have here on the earth. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, he, here's what he's saying. He's, he's describing the condition. If we go back to verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's describing the condition of kingdom citizens who are going to receive the kingdom, inherit the land. And we who hunger and thirst for righteousness, God is going to give that to us satisfy us in our hearts. He, and our he's, gonna, he's gonna satisfy us. He's he's gonna mold us into into his image. Um, he's gonna shape us. He's he's going to fulfill that hunger. He's gonna fulfill that thirst. He's gonna quench that thirst. Um and, and we're gonna see that and taste it and 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 see that it is better than anything this world can offer.
0: And I think going back to what we said a little bit earlier is we gotta realize there's a there's a present and a future to all of these. There's a yeah. satisfaction that is now as we yes. obey him. Yeah. There's a blessing now in all of this. And yet I would say it's also it's this faith that, that looks to the promises of God and knows that when Jesus returns, we will experience the fullness of them also. Whatever level of satisfaction we experience now. I promise you, it's going to be ten times more, hundred times more, yeah. as when we are face-to-face with our Savior in the new heavens and new earth. Um, and I think yeah. we need to keep reminding, remind, because I think sometimes we go, well, what, what benefit was that to me right now? Well, there is a joy now, but yeah. there's also a joy and a satisfaction, oh, that we long for when Jesus returns.
1: Well, and part of that joy is is pleasing God, yeah. right? Yeah. You know that that he speaks over us what he spoke over his son that this this is my son and with whom I am well pleased. Now it is it is ultimately the righteousness of Christ, right, that he sees that he's pleased with. But as we as we are shaped into his image and his character and molded into the image of of our Lord, that pleases God. Yeah. As we are sanctified um, and and become like our Lord and Savior, um, uh, also it's. It's, it's satisfying to us, right? Uh, because we're, as, we, as, our, as our, our thought process and our actions are trained, we realize that walking with God is better than walking in the world. Um, Psalm 8410, for a day in your courts, just one day in the courts of the Lord, is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather sit at the door and guard the door while the party's going on inside in the house of my God. I'd rather do that than dwell in the tents of the wicked. That's good, um, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's scripture, so of course it's good. <laughs> but, but Go ahead. that's 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 how we feel, right? Yeah. As 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 those whom hunger and thirst. For righteousness, we'd we'd rather be at the tent, at the door of the tent, uh, in the house of God, than anywhere else.
0: I like it. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You know, I think sometimes we think this is like that—that tit for tat. You know, like oh, you give some mercy, you get some mercy back, Um, and and that's not what he's saying at all. And in fact, if you look at the Lord's prayer. He says, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father yeah. forgive yours. In Matthew 18, yeah. there's this parable of the unforgiving servant. You know, this guy who owes yeah. millions and billions of dollars, the king just forgives. And then yeah. he goes out and he finds a guy who owes him like a hundred bucks and he throws him in jail.
1: Yeah,
0: And, and the king says, what are you doing? And so at the very end, the last verse says, so all my heavenly father will do to every one of you. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Yeah. And the whole idea is, is those who have experienced mercy. Those who have experienced grace. They show grace. They've experienced yeah. that transformation of heart. Yeah. I remember one person said, what God has done to you, he's now going to do through you. Mm-hmm. So when, when we receive mercy, it's so that we would give mercy. We've received the Father's love, that we would give love. He's held. He's uh, Christ has absorbed the wrath of us, so we would experience His peace. So we would not yeah. be wrathful to others, but we could be. Again, we'll look at it next week. Peacemakers. Yeah. This whole idea that yeah. and this mercy. It, is what we've been shown. And so we show others mercy because of the mercy we have been shown. And we know that in Christ we're continually shown this mercy
1: I mean, It is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I would add, I'd add one more thing. Uh, Jesus, when the woman came and was weeping at his feet, right? um, like is that? Was that like John eight, the
0: adulterous woman, or something? Um, no, uh, um,
1: you know. Oh, I know I what don't, you're
0: talking about. Okay, my bad. It,
1: it's I'm it's talking. the other one. So, um, I mean, Mary did the same thing, yeah. right? Mary came and anointed his feet, but it's it's it is the the woman who maybe it is the it is the adulterous woman, not Mary. Mary wasn't John, um, and John eight was something else, but. Yeah. What he said was, um, she who has been forgiven much loves much. In fact, I think he said he, um, just, just as a general statement. But it, it's that same principle of, man. when you know you're forgiven, when you've been forgiven much, when, when you've received mercy, when you know the mercy you've received, the right response is to give mercy uh that parable of the the unforgiving servant which you talked about that wasn't an exaggeration when it's tens of millions of dollars i mean if if you look at the the um, the units there which we don't readily understand in today's age i mean it was beyond it would have taken him 200 300 plus years to work and to re- repay what he owed yeah uh, the the his the, the king and here's a thing that's us. Like that, That's the position we're in. There's no way we could ever repay the debt we owe, no matter how righteous you think you are. There is no yeah. way you could ever repay the debt you owe to God because of your sin, because you have marred or you have dishonored uh, the glory of our God, the Creator. Um, it is a debt is impossible to pay. So for us not to forgive others who sin against us, Though we have been forgiven, that's a total disregard for the mercy that we've been given. Yeah. It, it, the, the grace of God has not transformed our heart. If we are holding on, if we're not merciful, if we're not extending grace and forgiveness uh, to those who sinned against us. Which happens. It happens in the body, <laughs> doesn't yeah. it? I mean I've sinned against people in my body. Not, not because I and, I, and I don't rejoice in that. I, I weep over that. I mourn over that. Yeah. But because I'm in a relationship with people and because I'm still not fully glorified, I'm, I'm, my flesh sometimes gets the better of me. Um, and I'm led away in sin. I tell you, as we look at all these, and we I mean, we'll, we'll do pure
0: heart here too, but man, I see the need to be in, our, in the word of God every day. Because if, like like what you're saying, the the reason we're going to show mercy is because we have been shown great mercy. And one of the ways that we remind ourselves on a daily basis of the debt that we owe and the amazing grace of our Lord and Savior is by coming into the word every day. And I would say, man, one of the things we learn in Scripture is that we are a forgetful people. Yeah. Israel, all throughout the Old Testament, they continually sinned against God. They, they continually forgot about God. And because of that, they would rebel against Him. And I think in our sinfulness, we do the same. One of the ways that we continually remind ourselves of His grace is through His Word, and it, so not only the Word, but then also I think gathering. One of the reasons we need to gather is I need you pressing in on me. You need me pressing in. Yeah. We need the church because because on yeah. a Zoom call I can look really good. And again, I, I think Zoom has been great. And, but we need one other because you can you can look at me, you can yeah. see my my response, and my reactions to the Word, to the prayer, to the fellowship, to to all these things. I mean, body language is what. 60, 70% of our communication, they say. Maybe more. I don't know. Uh, but It's actually more like 80 or 90. Yeah, see, I knew I was off, but yeah. whatever. Uh, but we need one another because it's it's together. It's in his word that we remind ourselves of these truths. Uh, yeah. you know, let's look at that last one. Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. I mean, does it get better than that?
1: We, You'll see so God. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, that's that's we we were created. This is the the reason we were created to behold, delight in, and display God. That that or that's that is our purpose statement at Hope. um, To to behold, to see the beauty, the glory, the majesty, the wonder, the power, the strength, the mercy, the love. uh, To see God in His manifold perfections. It it does not get. Better. It does not get more satisfying. It doesn't get more glorious. The Grand Canyon is nothing. The galaxies are 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 drop in the bucket in, in comparison to the glory of the God who made them. Yeah. So like, true. this is our this is our motivation for for purity. This is our motivation for holiness. This is our motivation. And and it's interesting, he said, Blessed are the pure in heart. This is this is where God sees purity. This is where this is where he does the work of sanctification. It's in 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 our affections, and our in our mind, and what we think, in our uh, and how we feel, and what we do. Remember the Hebrew understanding of the heart. It isn't divided like this. The um, like the the mind and the affections are two different things that compete against each other. Now, granted, there's there are times. Uh, when, when I think we have some cognitive dissonance and we, we, we know one thing is good and yet we desire another thing. And it, that could be our flesh and our spirit, <laughs> you know. But the Hebrew understanding of the heart is mind is and, and will and affection. It's, it's all of that together. So blessed are those who are pure. Yeah. Pure in their thinking, pure in their desires, pure in their actions. And here's the reward. See God. It has a reward. It's to see God. Man, it's
0: just. Um, I remember. I think it was uh, Kevin D. Young. I think it was in his book, "The Hole in Our Holiness," and he was talking about how this, how powerful this verse is, especially in yeah. our fight against sin. He was talking about yeah. as, as men as we battle against lust, and he says, "Okay, you're you're wrestling with. Do you want to look at?" you know, an image on the internet or some girl across the coffee shop or whatever it is. He says, when, when you begin to to think that, and he said, ask yourself, what do you want to see? What do you want to see more? Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the pure in heart. They will see God. Is there anything greater than the glory of our father, Mm -hmm. of our King, of our Lord Mm -hmm. and savior, Jesus, and he says, "As we do that, and as we better understand who our King is, and our desire to see Him, it's it's that greater desire, that greater mm-hmm. joy of seeing God, that will overcome these lesser joys." We, we always—I mm-hmm. think it was Piper who said—the way we we fight against you know the joy of sin is with a greater joy. The greater joy is being with God, is being made one with God, is is being adopted as His children, is being citizens of His kingdom. Blessed are the pure in heart. Yeah. And again, just going back to our need to be in the Word, our need to be with one another, that we constantly encourage each other and, and help each other. Hey, are we beginning to want to see the things of the world more than God? Are we beginning to be more conformed to the image of the world or to the image of our Savior? And here Jesus is giving us in these Beatitudes this beautiful description, not only of a disciple, not only of a citizen, but of himself and what he's calling us to look like. And just the joy we will see God. And of course, if you go to like Revelation 21 and 22, you have this beautiful description of the New Jerusalem coming down, the joy of us spending all of eternity with him, surrounding his throne, crying out to him, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, him wiping away the tears from us. And it talks about the gates of the city will forever be open. Just kind of giving that picture, there are no enemies. There are. There is nothing ever again that will rival the throne of God, our love for God, because we will be made perfect with God to live with Him forever. That's, that's, our, that's right. our desire. That's our hope. Yeah. Blessed appear in heart. They shall see God.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's the promise of Revelation 22. Right? Then an angel showed me the river of water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the, st- of the, st- of the street of the city. So, on, uh, also, on other side, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. Here it is. They will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. And there will be no need for lamp or sun, for the for the glory, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign with him forever and ever. I mean, they will see his face. We're going to see his face. That's so good. Um, come and, you Lord, know, just Jesus. thinking about the
0: eternality of that versus the finiteness of our sins.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah. Do do we want to trade reigning with God eternally in the new heavens, new earth yeah. for for a website? Yeah. you know, like when yeah. you begin to just think through what is what is this going to satisfy me versus That's what right is God know. going to do? And how does yeah. that satisfy me? Where is the greater joy? There's a far greater joy in Jesus Christ at all times. And it's, it's really only by faith that we, we follow Him. It's that trusting in the promises of God. It's trusting that that there is nothing that will ever
1: separate us from the love of God. Well, I think we also need to remember and believe that there's nothing here on earth, no pleasure here on earth, that won't be outmatched yeah a hundred million times in heaven. I mean, it's it, all the good things that we have here on earth, even relationships with our, with our wife or our children or our neighbors or steak or beer, steak. Or whatever, good, whatever good thing, you know, um, tennis or even golf, right? Uh, the, the pleasures of being in face to face communion with God himself Yeah, will vastly overshadow not just every evil pleasure that our bodies can have, but every good pleasure that we have here now. Every good thing. Which is part of, again, why we pray, (laughs) come, Lord Jesus. Like we yearn for that day. We look for that day. Yeah, it's good. Uh, alrighty man well, well hey we're, we're wrapping up do we do we want to uh, give a congratulations to soon to be major major? major major Mitchell major Mitch Marks. Marks that's triple M MMM oh triple M M. yeah so uh, many of
0: you, you you hear us give shout out to Mitch Mitch is a uh, Amazing guy. He was here, part of my church uh, for a while. He came to Man Camp. Bobby got to know him. Right now, he is stationed elsewhere, uh, serving in the military. But as we understand, on the on Monday, he will be. Is that right? Monday, December first. December first. He will be Major Mitchell Marks. It's pretty awesome. What do you go, Mitch? Pretty awesome.
1: Hey, man. Bless you, man. Proud of you. All right, man. Uh, You want to praise up? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, Lord Jesus, we praise you and thank you. Not only, Lord, that you are our king, our savior, um, that you came and revealed to us your kingdom, uh, that you have uh, saved us, bought us, purchased us, brought us into the very presence of God through your blood, your sacrifice on the cross as the lamb of God, but Lord, you also reign supreme as our King that you judge rightly. And Lord, you are the benevolent King. You are the good King who leads and loves and cares for his people. And Lord, you withhold no good thing for those who love you, for those who follow you. Uh, so, Lord, we look to you. We ask uh, that you would cause us to hunger and thirst, Lord, for your righteousness. Lord, that you draw us to take on your character and be meek. Lord, that you would you would purify, that you'd sanctify us, that you'd sanctify your church so that we would see you. Lord, that you would cause us to be merciful, to remember the mercy that we've received. Through, your, through you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Would you work this in us, we pray? It's in your name that we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen.
0: You have been listening to Satisfied. Uh, we encourage you to go to our website, satisfied dot, satisfiedinchrist.life. And Bobby will spell that in case you don't know how. <laughs> l l i f e and hey we encourage you to uh if you, if you like our podcast to go ahead and hit the like button that just helps it uh to, to get out there a little bit more um we just want more and more people to hear the gospel of jesus christ and we'll see you next week